Welcome back to another episode of the Cool Predictions Podcast. I know it's been a minute since I've done one of these, but welcome back. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to cover some things that are older, some things that are newer, like some things about to happen, like on Friday, like the college football playoff, I'll be covering those games. But first off, I'm going to start off with the Bryce Young Heisman. I like it. My take on that, I, I like Bryce Young for Heisman. I like that he put up great numbers. He had like 4,300 something yards around. I thought it was 40 touchdown passes um, and very, very few interceptions. So I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that. You know, I'm, uh, I like it. And I believe that he, he deserves that too. He had 68% completion percentage as well. Um, he's, he's a upcoming QB and I think next year he can even, I mean, he could do the same thing. I think honestly next year he could win it again, but yeah, you never know. Uh, with the Heisman, you never really know who's going to win it. Uh, but next, we're going to talk about some of the transfer portal in the hirings. Uh, so, Mario Cristobal at Miami. I like it first off, moving from Oregon to Miami, because he is an alumni um, of Miami. And I just like it for the future of Miami. I feel like it was, I don't know, I feel like they should have gave Manny Diaz another year. But I do see now, since uh, Mario Cristobal has been at Miami, like all these recruits have been like Cristobal'd or like leaning now towards Miami because of the presence that Mario Cristobal has. So I think that's a really big positive when you look at the future for Miami. Um, and I really think that he could like it's gonna be it's gonna be hard with like Clemson and everything like that, but. I think that he could make a run for the ACC championship next year. Uh, it just depends how everything goes. But next, we're going to talk about Adrian Martinez going to Kansas State. You know, I think it was about time he got out of Nebraska. Uh, he did pretty decently uh, last season. He didn't do too bad. Um, their starting QB, Kansas State's starting QB, only had less than 2,000 yards passing, which is very inconsistent. And if you're getting a guy like Martinez, where he just came off a junior season out of Nebraska and threw for nearly 3,000 uh, yards, uh, I understand he threw 10 picks and only 14 touchdowns. But if you're getting that much better of a QB, um, and he played in the Big Ten of way better competition than the Big 12, I would, I would say in my opinion, um, hey, you got to look out. You got to look out for him at Kansas State because I think he's going to have a lot better of a time at Kansas State, I think it'll be easier for him because the Big 12 isn't as hard, I would say. Don't get me wrong, there's still, like, the Baylors, the Oklahoma States, the Oklahomas, like, Texas. Well, not this year, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, there's always those few good teams in the Big 12 uh, that he'll have to deal with, but there's some teams that he can he can just run over. So, um, I, I like the move overall. And then next, Bo Nix at Oregon. Going to Oregon, I mean, I like it. I like it. Oregon needs a QB badly because Anthony Brown, like this is last year, he's not consistent. Um, and they have no other QB really that has that much experience. And Bonix does. He was starting QB at, QB at Auburn, uh, played harder competition every single year. Uh, Alabama, LSU, you name it, he played it. So it's he played horror competition in his three yeah three years there um so i'm really excited and intrigued to see what he'll be able to do in the pac 12 um 
under new head coach that Oregon has. I'm just I'm I think it's a good move for for Oregon. I know Steve doesn't like it. My man Steve's uh shout out to Reels Productions too, because this is what's this podcast is affiliated with. Uh so shout out to Steve's. He doesn't like it very much though, because you know, Auburn, Oregon. I don't gotta go any farther than that, but you understand it. Uh but I'm 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 very intrigued to see what Bonex is gonna be able to do in the Pac twelve next season. Moving on to the college football playoff. So both of these games are on Friday. And we're just gonna go ahead and jump into the Michigan versus Georgia game real quick. Uh so first, both teams have very dominant I've been very dominant on the defensive side. Both have very big superstars, um, and both of them have been decent on offense. Both have been decent on offense. Both, another thing is both really don't have that, like, they have, like, an average or just a little bit above average QB with McNamara and Stenson Bennett. Um, Not any of them are, like, surprisingly great QBs, so they have pretty much similarity there. Um, And the keys for Michigan really are to be dominant in the run game in around 200 rushing yards, I think. Because if you're able to run on Georgia's defense, stellar defense, um, all-around defense, then you're going to win. Because if you're able to move the ball on Georgia, which they have not allowed teams to do this season, then it's going to be hard for them to recover. So I think I think Michigan has to get over 200 rushing yards this game to win this game. So Hassan Haskins and Blake Corm need to really step up this game. Um, and then next, uh, they need to be able to get through Georgia's offensive line and pressure Stenson Bennett because Stenson Bennett, he isn't the greatest QB, like I said, neither McNamara or Stenson Bennett are the greatest QBs, um, in college football right now. So I would say they need to get through their offensive line. Aiden Hutchinson needs to be getting some sacks back there. If he can do that, it's going to be hard for Georgia to move the ball. Granted, they do have a good running game, but if you're getting through that offensive line, Either way, Michigan or or Georgia's, uh, this could be a key for both teams. They really just need to get pressure on the QB. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's a huge key right there. And then next, um, they need to win on first and second down because this season Georgia is thirty first in the nation in converting on third downs. If they can win on fir- if Michigan can win on first and second down, uh, it's gonna make him very more likely to win this game. Um, and that's all the keys I got for Michigan, but for Georgia. I do have lockdown Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum. So basically Michigan's running game, they got to lock down that. Because we've seen times this season, especially against like Ohio State in games like that, where when Michigan's running game gets going, when Hassan Haskins gets going, when they get going, uh, the pass game starts to pick up. And when that picks up, you it's hard because the defense is just going to be honest, have to stay honest, and they just have to keep guessing, you know. Um, so it's going to be very hard for the Georgia's defense if they can't lock them down. Uh, so that's one main key that they have to do is they got to lock down Michigan's run game. Um, and then next, like I said, on both sides, they got to pressure Cade McNamara because both QBs, you can go either way, Stenson Bennett or Cade McNamara. Both of them are very similar. Both don't really have the most experience and both aren't really the best QBs in college football. So those are the keys that I got for Michigan and Georgia. Um, overall, I do think Michigan Michigan is going to win this game. I think they will keep the run game going and keep Georgia's defense honest for the first time this season. Um, so, yeah, I think Michigan's going to win this one. Don't get me wrong, though. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game in the 20s, probably. 
I don't think it's going to be like a touchdown game. I think it'll be like a field goal probably or like four or five points. But that is my take on the Georgia versus Michigan game of the college football playoff. And now, last but not least, in this episode of the Cool Predictions, we're going to talk about Alabama versus Cincinnati game. Well, first off, Alabama has a better offense and Cincinnati has a better defense. Um, and then you can say Alabama's played harder comp. Um, but I thing with Cincinnati is I think everybody's just, just expecting them to not do good. And I think this is going to be one of those games that Cincinnati's actually going to put up a really good fight against Bama. You've seen this time. You've seen this um, the season that Alabama sometimes be very inconsistent. They almost lost to Auburn at the end of the season. Um, you know, they just... If, if, uh, if Alabama can't get their pass game going, they really stall on offense, and that's what you saw in that Auburn game until, like, the last two or three minutes when they came back to tie the game and win in overtime. Uh, you really saw that. You really saw that pass game struggle, and if uh, so, going to the keys then uh, for Cincinnati, they have to. They have to lock down. Heisman can't. Well, the Heisman winner. Not my bad. Um, the Heisman winner in Bryce Young. They have to lock him down. They have to get through all Alabama's offensive line, pressure him, get sacks, and just make him look like all over. They got to make him nervous, and that's very. Very tough to do for to Bryce Young because he has been very confident in all situations this year. Um, so you've you've gotta that's the must right there. That's the biggest key for Cincinnati's. They have to take away the pass game. If they can take away the pass game, and you're taking away uh, Alabama's arms and legs, like you can't go anywhere. You know, uh, that's that's basically what you're doing there. And then next for Cincinnati. They have to they have to lock down Mechie and they have to lock down Jameson Williams with the pass game too. That's the hardest thing is that you gotta do too. Is Me oh shoot, never mind, Mechie, not Mechie, not Mechie. I forgot that he got injured. But yeah, you gotta look down you gotta lock down uh Ja'Cory Brooks or Christian Lear. That'll be th filling in that spot, which both of them are very good too. Uh, uh Christian Lear, he's very fast. Ja'Cory Brooks, you saw him in that Auburn game, he had some nice touchdown catches too help them get back in that game and win that game. Um, and then they got to lock down Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams is an incredible wide receiver, and I'll say that right now. Um, dude, if they if they can't lock him down, if they if they get him to under 100 yards, I think they win. Um, if they don't, I think that if they if he goes for more than 100, uh, I think that uh, Cincinnati is going to lose this game because... If Alabama doesn't have consistency in the past game, like I said earlier, they can't do anything. Like, it's without their arms and legs. So, I think that's the main key for Cincinnati. And then for Alabama, they got to put a lot of pressure on Desmond Ritter because he hasn't faced this hard of competition in this season. Uh, this is probably his, or even in his career, this is probably his toughest uh, match or toughest game in his career. Uh, I don't think he's seen this hard of competition uh, this sort of a defense in his life. Um, and Chris Young has to continue to be his Heisman self. He cannot do bad things. He's got to make good decisions in the pocket, when to scramble, when to stay, throw it away, whatever. He's got to make those good decisions that a Heisman QB would make. Um, and the defense can't allow a Jerome Ford to run 
or five to six yards per carry uh, like he usually does. He They cannot do that because when you start to do that, that's when Cincinnati wears you down and wears you down and wears you down to the point where um, you just don't see the pass game coming and then they surprise you on a big strike and then that's how you lose the game. Uh, so I think that's a huge thing uh, that those are the huge things that both of those teams have to do. Um, and honestly, this will surprise a lot of people. I'm going to go with Alabama. I'm joking. I'm going to Alabama. I'm going with Alabama, though. Um, I do think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be closer than a lot of people think. A lot of people think. I think Cincinnati is going to prove a lot. Even though they lose this game, I think they prove a lot and show everybody that even the very, very big underdog can still put up a big fight. Um, so I think that I think that's what Cincinnati is going to show. I think it's going to be within a touchdown or a touchdown. Um, I see it being in like the 30s to 40 range. I think it'll be a hiding scoring game, but it'll it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, guys, I know this was a short episode of the Cool Predictions, but I appreciate you guys watching or listening. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, I just wanted to update you guys on all that's been going on in college football um, because I've been off for a while. So thank you for everything, you guys. All the support you've been showing me on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever this is. Uh, so thank you for uh, all of you guys. I appreciate you guys. This is in the end for this Cool Predictions episode. I'm your host, Ella Kurasani. Peace.